the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So I believe that in the next couple weeks, we are going to get some hopefully consequential action on the SAFE Act here in Ohio, which would make it illegal to give gender or puberty blocking, puberty blocking hormones to minors. And it would no longer allow minors who are currently on puberty blockers to continue to take them. It is a lie that puberty is something that can be paused without consequence. That is what the left tells you. It is not medically true, but they advocate for it because, as I always say, the reason why they advocate for things like this is because it gives them access to power. If they get the power of the LGBTQ voting bloc behind them, then Democrats will remain in power in Washington. But Democrats here in Ohio are not in power, and so they are uh, trying to sled uphill given the strength of a rural voting bloc in this state that continues to pine for a day like that in which they grew up when you didn't ever hear about your teacher's sexuality or sexual proclivities in the classroom. Now, just think back. When you were in the first, second, third grade, I want you to picture your elementary school teacher in your mind. Would you have wanted her, I assume it was her, maybe it was him, really doesn't matter, would you have wanted them to discuss their sexual escapades with you in class? Would there have been a place for that while you were trying to learn the alphabet, learn to get along with others? Would that have embarrassed you? Would it have confused you? Would it have creeped you out? Of course it would have. This is the point I made when I spoke at the Columbus Metropolitan Club last summer. I noted that everybody in the room, and you know, the panel included Denzel Porteous from Stonewall Union, Scott DeMauro from, um, he's the teachers union president here in Ohio. I forget Scott's organization. Is it the uh, OEA, Ohio Education Association? I think so. And the point I made very simply was, if you're at this luncheon, you are a mover and a shaker in the city of Columbus. You're a corporate honcho. You're somebody in city government. I mean, they just don't make these invitations available to the average run-of-the-mill street sweeper or someone else engaged in blue-collar work. So I made the point, congratulations, everybody in this room, you've arrived, right? You're successful. And so I would like to know, since all the people here from Equality Ohio and the Ohio Education Association and Stonewall Union are arguing 
that we have to teach our little kids in kindergarten, first, second, and third grade. We have to teach them about LGBTQ on and on and on matters. We have to, uh, because otherwise they'll be at a disadvantage. So I said, if that premise is true, how many of you in this room, I asked for a show of hands, how many of you in this room were studying sex ed in your own personal school experience before sixth grade? How many of you? Not a single hand shot up in the room. Not a single hand. Of course not. Because that is the age where it's still uncomfortable. Trust me, as the father of an eighth grader, when anything remotely romantic comes on TV, she gets a little like, uh, it's kind of uncomfortable watching that. This is my dad in the room or whatever. You know, I know we're talking about Hallmark movie love, okay? Hallmark movie affection. <laughs> not, not what you see on network television. Now, she may be a bit of an outlier, but I don't really think so. I think kids are extremely uncomfortable with that. But again, why is it essential for the LGBTQ alphabet mafia to get its views across to kids? Because if you're going to change hearts and minds, the sooner you start, the better success rate you're going to have. If you wait until kids are in high school. I saw a video on social media the other day of a high school where a teacher was showing a sexually explicit gay pride-oriented movie. And the kids in this class, somebody was filming it on their phone, the kids in the class were mocking it, were mocking it out loud, making fun of it, cat calls, jeering. So if you're the teacher, like, What's your response to that? You're like, oh, okay. They, they don't want to watch this. It's inappropriate. Her response was, knock it off or I'm going to make every one of you go to Saturday school, which in that district must be some kind of detention where you have to go to Saturday school. That was the only way she could get the classroom to quiet down about something that clearly had no appropriate role in that particular area of instruction. And that's why Republican legislators in the state house have been for at least two years pushing something they call the SAFE Act, which would make it illegal for transgender minors to take puberty blockers or hormones. And it would also prohibit gender reassignment surgery in Ohio. Man, bad luck for you, Nationwide Children's, Akron Children's, Cincinnati Children's, Cleveland Children's, because I know it's a big moneymaker for all of you the whole gender reassignment, gender affirming nonsense that you've been practicing. If the bill becomes law, doctors who violated it, uh-oh, could lose their license. I love that. I love that. I mean, hey, you're so sure this is really good for kids. You got the courage of your conviction. It shouldn't be that difficult for you to find the motivation to pick up your household and move to another state. California, New York, they'll welcome you with open arms. They probably need doctors in those states. At least half the states will have no issue with you doing what you're doing. You're not barred from practicing medicine if you really believe in it. For instance, if you told me, and we might get to this position someday in America, if you said, hey, Bruce, you can no longer say on the radio 
that the LGBTQ movement enslaves kids in an ideology that is damaging to them psychologically, physically, and spiritually. You can no longer say that on the radio or you're going to be arrested. But, but, here's 25 states where you can say that and be just fine. Well, I can guarantee you that because I have a heart conviction on that matter, I would move to one of those 25 states. We talked a lot on this show this week about integrity, character, not becoming what you despise. I would not shut up about something that I feel passionately within myself that I need to keep you informed on. I would not shut up about it if I had somewhere else that I could go and be able to speak freely without fear of prosecution. If you're a doctor and you really believe in gender-affirming care, then pick up and move. Because, hopefully, by the end of next week, the SAFE Act, the Protect Women's Sports Act, will not just be passed out of committee, which is what we hope happens today, but will be voted on by the entire House and will be passed into law now. The question is, in between those two things, passed out of the Ohio House and passed in the Ohio Senate and becoming law, there's one additional step in there. And you know what that step is, and that step is the signature of Governor Mike DeWine. Mike DeWine is not accountable to the people of Ohio anymore electorally. He can't be governor again. He's in his 70s. He's not running for any kind of office again. Would Mike DeWine sign that bill into law? Would Mike DeWine veto that and dare the legislature to override his veto? I'm not sure we have, even though we have a supermajority of Republicans. I'm not sure we have in Ohio enough genuine Republicans, because we've got a bunch of squishes, otherwise Jason Stevens wouldn't be Speaker of the House. We have a bunch of squishes, Stevens, Al Catrona, Jay Edwards, on and on and on. Oh, Jeff LeRae who might not vote for it. We got squishes in the Ohio Senate. Matt Huffman, who might not vote for it. So Donald Trump indicted yesterday in uh, Florida. It was not as crazy as it could have been. They had one whack job uh, dressed in uh, stereotypical prison garb. Uh, try to accost uh, the Trump motorcade as it left. But otherwise, it was about as orderly as you could expect. Now, Trump's accused of doing things that honestly trace to his ego. I mean, he could have turned these documents over to the National Archives. He had two chances, like at least two chances. And he chose not to do it. Now, I know the Justice Department did not have to indict him. I know there are a long list of Democrats who have done things similar to this, maybe worse than this, and have not paid a single penalty for it. Beyond that, I saw a cut today from Rochelle Walensky, director of the CDC, where James Comer, well, here, let me play for you. James Comer, House Oversight, yesterday in Washington, D.C., talking to CDC Director Rochelle Walensky. The vaccine did not stop 
spread or infection. I'm not saying it was completely bad, but it did not stop the spread or infection. I think, actually, if I could actually um, just correct that point, and that is initially it did. For the Wuhan strain and for the Alpha strain, all of the early data and the literature published in the New England Journal demonstrated that for those who worked, if you didn't get infected, that you were not transmitting it to other people, and it had very high efficacy early on, up to 96%. Well, I, so and, and it did change the, over time. It did change over time. It worked initially. It worked until it didn't work. They were very quick and loud and frequent to tell you that it worked. Did they ever tell you that that changed, that it was only for certain variants? No, of course not. No, of course not. They never told you that. Did she, did she lose her job? Is she the former director of the CDC? No, she's not. Anthony Fauci lose his job. Peter Daszak loses his job. Francis Collins retired. Actually, Fauci retired too. But when you talk about the Trump indictment and you say, well, Hillary, well, Comey, well, Biden, well, Hunter, well, it goes deeper than that. Anybody lose their job over the Afghan withdrawal? Millie, Lloyd Austin, anybody? Anybody in the entire administration who stood up there for, for how many months telling us, you know, inflation is actually good for the economy. It's going to be transitory. Nobody sees widespread inflation coming. It's not coming. Don't worry. Any economic advisors bounced? No, I'm not talking about the ones who left voluntarily, Brian Deese. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about the anybody fired. Nobody gets fired for incompetence in government. Merrick Garland? No. Anybody? Oh, I mean, I guess probably technically you could say Andrew McCabe got fired. Any consequences? No. Uh, pension? No. Uh. You think Andrew McCabe on CNN is not making back what he would have gotten from his FBI pension? Of course he is. The height of slam your palm into your forehead irony is Andrew McCabe on CNN (laughs) talking about how bad Donald Trump is for not stewarding classified documents. A guy who lied to Congress, a guy who made it his mission in life to keep Donald Trump from being president, to undermine Donald Trump as president, is on CNN commentating on how Donald Trump ought to go to jail. So what I would like to hear about the charges against Donald Trump is I would like to hear him say, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I'm not guilty of it. I would not like to hear other people who are as guilty cited as the reason he is not guilty because they were not prosecuted. I would like him to be innocent. I'm not sure that he is. This trial will show whether he is or whether he isn't. It will also show whether or not it has any impact at all on Donald Trump's ginormous lead in the polls. He's like 30 points up, maybe more, on some people. Now, Chris Christie is running for president, which why? There's no, I was going to say, there's no groundswell of support for Chris Christie. There's not even a there's not even a bump on the ground of support for Chris Christie. But Christie did make a point today that I had not heard before, and uh, I'll share it with you now. He is, in his essence, the incumbent in this race. And when you're running against an incumbent, that's where the incumbent's going to start. But in the end, we're going to make a case that 
We have done nothing but lose since Donald Trump has been the leader of this party. Nothing but lose. 2018, we lost the House. 2020, we lost the White House and the Senate. 2022, we lost two more governorships, another Senate seat. And we barely took the House of Representatives against Joe Biden, who is the most incompetent president I've seen since Jimmy Carter. That is a failure of leadership by Donald Trump. He picked most of those candidates who lost, and he has led us down a path of losing. And what are the ramifications for that? Record inflation, botched withdrawal from Afghanistan, um, sending the country into an educational tailspin because we're excluding parents from their children's education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the cut I intended to play. This is the one I intended to play where that point that he just made has been made before. It's, it's, a, it's a valid point. I mean, Donald Trump did pick Adam Laxalt, Mehmet Oz. Man, where else did we look? Herschel Walker. Ah, uh, man. I mean, I'm overlooking some. Oh, uh, Kate, uh, uh, Carrie Lake. I mean, the only one Trump got was J.D. Vance. That was it. But here's the point Christie made about polling. And I thought it was interesting. The bottom line is, at this time in the race in 2015, Donald Trump was at 4%. That's where he was. In June of 2015, he was at 4%. At this time in 2007, Barack Obama was down by 37 points to Hillary Clinton. And guess what? Those last two names are the last two presidents of the United States before Joe Biden. Yeah, that's true. Now, I can remember when everybody thought, oh, Scott Walker. Oh, Wisconsin. Scott Walker. Jeb Bush. Yeah. Things change. I think Trump's popularity, though, is more passionate. The people who are aligned with Donald Trump are almost intractable, almost unwilling to consider anyone else. Uh, I am not unwilling to consider someone else because, as I say before, my my political philosophy on this upcoming election is very simple. I want to win. I want to win. I will back whoever I think can win. Right now, I don't think Donald Trump can beat Joe Biden. Not because Joe Biden is anything, but because Donald Trump can't stay focused enough to make the race about Joe Biden and Joe Biden's record. Donald Trump should compare his record to Joe Biden's record, but he can't talk about the 2020 election, and he can't talk about being the target of an FBI witch hunt. He can't talk about it, not because he doesn't have a valid reason to talk about it, but because he has other things that are more important. And here's the key issue. More useful in getting him elected president. He can talk about the FBI witch hunt, the DOJ coming after him, weaponizing law enforcement. He can talk about the 2020 election. Sure. It won't help him get elected, which I think is the objective. At least it's my objective. Because, again, I want to win. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.